This podcast is a member of the Place to Be Nation family. Visit us at placetobenation.com, the only place to be in your pop culture world. Welcome back to another episode of Extreme Resurrection. I'm James Gruenberg, along with me, my partner, Steve Riddle. Steve, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing good. Getting ready to get back into a little ECW here as we are fast approaching WrestleMania 23. Yeah, indeed. Uh, we're, on the, um, we're on the last two. Uh, we're on the last two shows uh before wrestlemania 23 seems that everything is in set is set in stone for uh you know the ecw champion bobby lashley and the uh ecw originals versus the so-called new breed that's coming up here but before we get into it uh the royal rumble 2023 is uh approaching um this upcoming saturday our uh our show will drop uh, way after uh, the show airs. But Steve, do you have any predictions on uh, what might happen at this year's uh, Royal Rumble? Uh, I don't. Yeah, it's interesting to see, to see what's going to happen. Um, I haven't been. I've just been kind of following along through the through the shows without watching them, so I'm just kind of getting a feel for everything. Um, I feel like uh, when it comes to the men's rumble, all signs are pointing to um, to Cody winning. You know, with the you know the vignettes for his return and everything. But I think a lot of people would probably say that, um, like, well, Cody's probably like the the smart pick. The sentimental pick will obviously be Sammy, uh, just because of everything that's gone on with you know the bloodline, especially with, with what happened on Raw. Um, and if it, the, the while the interesting note is the fact that the chamber is going to be in Montreal, so you know many are thinking that's that's where Sammy's going to get his big moment. But I think it's going to be um, interesting what they do with the men's rumble. For the women's rumble, I think the safe bet's Rhea, just because of you know the push the judgment the judgment day's beginning. Plus, her and Bianca would be a fresh feud um, for the main roster at least. I know we saw it briefly in NXT, but I think for the it would definitely be great for the main roster. And as for the rest of the, the undercard, um, I don't think they expect a lot of surprises. I'm sure, obviously, Roman's probably going to beat KO. Um, that's probably, I'm sure that's going to be a really good match. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if Sammy gets involved with that somehow. And um, I think, uh, obviously, a lot of eyes are going to be on what happens with the uh, the Bray Wyatt-LA Knight match um, and how that ends up turning up. So I think we're expe- it's going to be a good show. I'm, I'm interested to see what surprises we get in terms of uh, entrance in both both Rumbles. Um, but other than that, I think it's just going to come down to, is it going to be the, especially like I said, for the men's rumble, is it going to be the predictability of Cody or just the, um, the sentimental value of Sammy? Yeah. Um, I, I feel like it's going to be Cody, uh, winning the men's Royal rumble, but who really knows? Like, I feel like everyone is just like, all eyes are on if the rock shows up. Does he enter the Royal Rumble? I don't think he does enter the Royal Rumble. I think he challenges Roman after maybe the Kevin Owens uh, Roman Reigns match. But um, I don't even think that The Rock is going to be there. But 
I mean, all eyes are really on like if the rock is going to uh, make an appearance or not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you just hear like so many different stories. Like, is he if he's going to be there or not? Um, and I know, um, speaking of just briefly back on Cody, I know a lot of people were kind of confused as to why they announced his you know return ahead of time and why they didn't say it was a surprise. But you know, if you think about it, you remember 2002. You know, they announced Triple H's return in advance, and you know that didn't you know him winning wasn't you know you know, didn't stunt the poppy got. So, it, you know, we could probably see the same thing, you know, 20 years later. Yeah, we can. Um, but yeah, I really am looking forward to uh, what happens with Sammy at the, uh, uh, the match with uh, Kevin Owens versus Roman Reigns for the undisputed uh, championship, uh, both titles on the line. Um, it's going to be interesting because uh, Roman Reigns said to Sammy, you just uh, wait until Saturday, you know, to prove yourself. Uh, so we'll see what happens, you know. Uh, but I do think Cody and uh, I think Rhea Ripley would be a great choice to uh, go against Bianca. I mean, I feel like another uh, bet is that do they give the does Bailey win the Royal Rumble? I don't think so. But like, you know, if they want to continue that, have Bailey win the Royal Rumble. But uh I think all eyes are uh, looking towards uh, Rhea Ripley as well. I haven't been really paying attention to the Women's Rumble, but like, it does seem that Rhea is like the heavy favorite there. Yeah, I think uh, I think Bailey, unfortunately, um, has has got her shots last you know late last year, and you know blew them. So I think it's time to move on from her. And and I, I actually I forgot actually that Bianca's going to be defending the title against Alexa Bliss at the Rumble, but I think that's going to be a, a layup win for for Bianca. I think we are inching towards a Bianca-Rhea feud. And I think um, it just goes to show that um, when you look at the two rosters, that the Raw women's roster is slightly stronger than the SmackDown women's roster. Because uh-huh. at, at this point, it would be... Uh, I, I can't really... I can't really see who is going to be going to challenge Charlotte for the SmackDown title, maybe Raquel. Um, but I think she needs a little bit of um, rehabbing a, a little bit before they, um, they push her back up. I'd be interested to see, cause I know um, I think Liv Morgan said when she announced her spot in the rumble, she, she said she wanted to be number one. So I wonder if they're going to go that route and give her a, um, give her a, an iron, have her be the iron woman. Um, mm-hmm. But it'll be, um, it will be inter- interesting to see what happens. Yeah, it will be. So uh, let's see what happens, uh, you know, at the Royal Rumble. And let's see what happens uh, in these last two shows uh, before WrestleMania 23. This is ECW, March 20th, 2007, live in uh, Cleveland, Ohio tonight. We have a recap of Monday Night Raw. Bobby Lashley becomes the first person to break the master lock. Chris Masters took him the... Took it, Bobby Lashley took on uh, Chris Masters in the Master Lock Challenge, and Bobby Lashley broke the Master Lock. So we see a promo from Chris Masters saying that he will break Bobby Lashley in half as uh, Bobby Lashley will face Chris Masters tonight in the ECW main event. What did you think of uh, Bobby Lashley being the guy to break the Master Lock? I thought it was a, as good of a choice as ever. Clearly, Lashley is being pushed heavily. He's going into this big match at media. I want to give him a lot of momentum. And Masters at this point had pretty much, you know, fallen to the wayside. Um, you know, whatever push he had, like in 05, is pretty much gone at this point. So the only thing he had going for him at this point was the fact that the Master Lock still hadn't been broken. And now that that has been broken, 
you know, I think that pretty much just kind of solidifies that he's not going to be anything special going forward, which is unfortunate because he definitely had all the potential in the world to get a good run. Yeah, I liked him. I thought he was a great heel. Um, I feel like you could have put like a title on him. Like he could have been like intercontinental champion material, but uh, it just really floundered. Uh, you know, great. He could have been a great heel, cha- a good heel champion, but uh, you know, it, it floundered by this point. So to kick off ECW, we have Rob Van Dam and Sabu versus Marcus Corvon and Kevin Thorne. Our first of two um, ECW original versus New Breed matches. I've, I've, I find it interesting that they go uh, Marcus Corvon and Kevin Thorne. I feel like they could have gone Marcus Corvon and Elijah Burke because those two seem like they are the strongest of the two. And I feel like you could have... Uh, Switch Burke with um, Kevin Thorne to take on Tommy uh, tonight, as we'll get into it, that uh, Tommy Dreamer is going to be wrestling as well. But uh, what do you think of this combination of Marcus Corvana and Kevin Thorne? Uh, it was it was fine for what it was. I mean, at this point, they're, you can, I think their, their thought process was that they can alternate between the four guys um, and they would work just fine together. So um, I don't think we've seen Carvana Thorne team up as a solo tag team. So, you know, see if they get any, um, have any decent chemistry. Mm-hmm. You know, um, Kevin Thorne's outfit always looks like, you know, the, the one guy who was like in a robe in like high school or something, you know, or just like wore his pajamas to school every day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shots to RBD. A spinning heel kick to Thorne. Sabu goes airborne. RVD gets caught in the ropes and clothesline by Corvon. A backbreaker to RVD. RVD gets squashed by Thorne. A tag to Sabu. A tornado by, by Sabu to uh, Kevin Thorne. A head scissors to Thorne by RVD. Sabu gets distracted and then gets hit by a body blocker because of the distraction. And Marcus Corvon pins Bobby, I mean, he pins Sabu, Sabu to get the win. I went two and a quarter. It was a solid, uh, good match. And, uh, you know, Sabu really went flying when he took that body, body blacker. So I went two and a quarter, Steve. Yeah, I went two stars. A uh, big, good little tag match. Um, fun fact, I re- and I remember this when I saw the episode, because I remember reading about it at the time. Um, apparently, um, Sabu had forgotten his gear, so he didn't have his, his gear with him at the show. So the tights he's wearing were actually a pair of Davari's tights. So, oh, really? Yeah, because because I mean, if you watch, you know, follow Sabu's career, he always had the you know, the the colored you know tights, but he never had anything on the side of them. But these ones had like the one side had the sword, and the one had like the I guess the like the snake on the side. So, oh, so, so, so not not the best look for Sabu, unfortunately. No, um, I just and- always. Oh, go ahead. No, and he keeps them like, you know, I guess if he's uh, going to forget his uh, stuff as well, as long as with his uh, botches, you know, he's not really helping himself uh, with uh, WWE's uh, schedule and everything, you know, if he's uh, forgetting stuff as well. Right. Well, we better be glad that this was still during the time where uh, they were taping SmackDown afterwards. So since Devar was on SmackDown, he could borrow them quickly. God, God <laughs> forbid what would have happened if, if that hadn't happened. But, um, yeah. Um, but yeah, the, the, um, the action I thought was good. Um, that's then, um, that spill RVD takes off the top rope to the floor off the clothesline was nasty. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, that, that looked like it hurt. And then, um, 
Sabu looked, you know, looked good. He got some good spots in, but then that um the pounce he took from uh from Corvon was freaking awesome. I mean, that was definitely a um a nine on the pounce scale to um to steal that from our buddies over at uh, Highway to the Impact Zone. Um, so good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Sabu, I mean, I'm surprised that didn't send him right out of the ring with how hard he took that shot. So um, props to props to him for that. And uh, I thought it was a good win for the new breed. Um, the originals had kind of gotten a little bit of uh, a role to that point. So I thought, you know, the that the the new breed needed a win here and figured, you know, Corvon deserved to get the pin um, to kind of showcase he's one of the the star stars of the of the group. Yeah, so, um, you know, they're going to make someone. Uh, it looks like they're going to go in the direction of Corvon, so it's really good to give him the win as well. I also forgot to mention, Steve, um, at the beginning of the show, before, you know, the recap of Monday Night Raw, Arnold Skoland had passed away um, that, that week, actually, in 2007. I remember Arnold being the one who threw in the towel. He was managing Bob Backlund at the time when Iron Sheet beat Bob Backlund. Arnold Skolin was the one who threw in the towel to uh, save Bob Backlund from uh, passing out to the uh, the uh, camel clutch by uh, Iron Sheet. That's what I remembered uh, Arnold Skolin uh, for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, but you think Arnold Skoland, I mean, yeah, he was obviously he was a great amateur wrestler, but you think of him for being, you know, not just Backlund's manager, but of course, Bruno San Martino's manager during his uh, title reigns. And um, one note quickly about that. Um, this this month, these last three weeks, we've had a um, a big passing in terms of like an old school guy because we have Skoland this week. Last week, we had Ernie Ladd. Um, and then the week before that um, was not mentioned um, that we didn't see, but um Bad News Brown had passed away back on March 6th. So Ooh, so yeah. three three straight weeks now of um of like old school guys um of old school guys passing away and you know this was on top of a uh, you know Bigelow in January and then Awesome in um February so 07 not off to the best start in terms of uh of wrestlers passing away and sadly as we know it's only going to get worse. It is only going to get worse. I mean, you know. Yeah, um it's like, uh, you know, not only are like the younger talents, uh, you know, like some of the gone but not forgotten, but like, you know, now like some of the old school guys are uh, starting to pass away, too. And uh, like you said, Steve, it is not going to get better, you know. Ooh, but uh, yeah, so, uh, you know, a lot of a uh, lot of things uh, happening uh, in 2007. 2007 was not a good month for, uh, you know, wrestlers uh, passing away. But as we uh, move along here, um, we get Snitsky versus, um, I don't know if you got this guy's name. Uh, I tried to. I thought it was like Mike Eller or something, but uh, I just have him as Jobber. <laughs> yeah, his, um, his name was uh, Mike Tolar was the name. Mike and Tolar. Apparently, and apparently he, they announced him from Cleveland, so a, uh, a hometown Jobber, no less. <laughs> All I have is that Snitsky demolishes this guy, and I went a dud on it. Same dud. Another second straight week of Snitsky destroying a jobber. Nothing more more to say, really. No, I mean, he looks like they are trying to give him a presentation of him just, like, being the heel, you know? Like, maybe, like, he'll be, like, the next guy for uh, Lashley down the line, uh, hopefully. But, uh, you know, it seems like Lashley's really locked into, like, this whole uh, Mr. McMahon thing. So we'll have to see if uh, 
maybe Snitsky joins the uh, the new breed, but that doesn't work either. I mean, it might, but like you know, he's just a heel right now, uh, just demolishing guys as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, at this point, um, with the new breed, you got your two bruisers with Corvan and Thorn. You don't need um, unless you're going to replace one of them with Snitsky. Uh, Snitsky doesn't need to be a part of that. Nope. And, uh, Steve, we also have a recap of the Sheik, the original Sheik, going into the Hall of Fame. He'll be inducted uh, into that wonderful class of uh, 2000 Hall of Famers. Mm-hmm. He is Sabu's uncle, actually. Mm-hmm. Yep, and um, makes sense. I mean, given the show's in Detroit, and that was, you know, he was the promoter for the Detroit promotion there, uh, Big Time Wrestling. Um, you know, pretty much the guy who's widely considered the the father of hardcore. Um, used, you know, he invented the fireball, and like you said, you know, train, you know, Sabu's uncle trained him, trained Rob Van Dam. Um, and fun fact for uh, people who may not remember, he was at um, I think it was Halloween Havoc '95. He came out with Sabu, and um, he stood in his corner. He actually gave, I think it was um, Mr. JL that Sabu faced. He gave him, he threw the fireball in his face after the match. So, uh, one of the few times that uh, the Sheik appeared on like one of the major promotions. I, I, I do think he wrestled for the WWF um, back in like the early like the '60s or '70s. So, but yeah, he's pretty much you know associated with the Detroit area. So good, good. Um, you know, good pick there for the Hall of Fame, and obviously, since you got Sabu and you know in the roster, might as well you know honor his family. Yeah, um, you know, uh, it's a great, uh, great, um, great inductee to go into the Hall of Fame uh, since the guy put uh, helped put Detroit on the wrestling map uh, with uh, big time wrestling. Mm-hmm. So now we have um, CM Punk versus Hardcore Holly. Yeah, how many times have we seen this now, Steve? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a lot of times. <laughs> like. times. Yeah. Hip toss by Holly, arm drag by Punk, shot to the back by Punk. Elijah Burke trying to Elijah Burke is out here trying to recruit CM Punk to the um new breed he's out there you know trying to like show off that re- really ridiculous t-shirt you know saying that hey punk i got your back you know do you have ours holly sends how holly sends punk off the top ropes like he shoots him off the rope and uh punk goes bouncing a huge clothesline to punk and then punk gets a drop kick to holly a running knee by punk holly delivers a huge kick to punk Stomach diving a, um, to Punk's stomach, a diving leg drop to Holly. Elijah distracts the referee, and then Kevin Thorne attacks Holly on the outside. And then Punk delivers a GTS for the win. I gave it a two and a half, Steve. I went two stars. Um, basic, you know, decent stuff from what we've seen. And that's the thing about these um, ECWs is a lot of uh, rinse and repeat on a lot of these ma- these matches. So, um, but, you know, they still have pretty good chemistry. I mean, obviously this was more about, um, again, Burke trying to convince Punk to join him and the new breed and having um, Thorne get involved to, you know, help Punk win um, while also kind of giving Punk some momentum going into WrestleMania for Money in the Bank. So I think this was more just in a, a case of, uh, Continuing the ongoing um, thread of Burke trying to recruit Punk for the new breed. Yeah, and when um, Holly has 
uh, pumped by the legs and he's staying over that turnbuckle. He really delivers that brutal kick to the stomach. It looked like a low blow, but it wasn't. But like, it looked like it took the wind out of uh, Punk there. Yeah, it was. It was. Uh, it was rough. <laughs> Holly yep. never, Holly never wants to uh, be soft with his, uh, with either his punches or his kicks. Now, <laughs> backstage, Punk says he doesn't need need anyone's help, but Elijah Burke still offers him a spot with the New Breed, saying that if Punk were to join the New Breed and there's no disqualification in the Money in the Bank match, the New Breed would help get Punk to the. Uh, briefcase and uh, have CM Punk live out his dream of uh, cashing in for a world heavyweight title match. So Elijah Burke is really uh, trying to stand firm on his offer of trying to uh, recruit recruit Punk to the new breed. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I mean, he makes a good point. I mean, that the the money in the bank matches, there's eight guys in it. So if Punk's got, you know, four allies with them that, you know, helps his odds a bit. So again, like, like we said, just kind of, you know, Burke continuing to sow those seeds of, uh, of interest in punk. Yep. So we'll see where that goes. Uh, maybe there'll be a fallout, uh, after, uh, WrestleMania 23 or, uh, before, um, WrestleMania actually. So we'll see what happens there. And now we have our second, um, Second new breed versus CCW Originals match as Tommy Dreamer takes on Elijah Burke. Shots by Burke, a hip toss by Tommy. Dreamer goes headfirst into the post. A neckbreaker by Tommy. A crossbody that got caught into a rolling suplex. Elijah Burke gets caught doing crossbody and he gets caught into a uh, rolling suplex. A huge dropkick to Elijah's face by... Uh, by Tommy. Um, he like does like it almost feels like he's like a baseball slide, but he jumps and like he just like kicks the Elijah Burke right into the face. That looked brutal as well. Burke is like standing, Burke is upside down in the turnbuckle, and Tommy just really just runs right into the ropes. What did you think of that shot, Steve? Yeah, I mean, that was one of Tommy's like signatures in his career. I mean, the, the only difference is usually he would have the chair in the guy's face when he did it. Um, but yeah, he caught he definitely caught Burke good with that um with that shot. So then um Elijah Burke uh counters the uh DDT. Tommy's going for a DDT. Elijah Burke counters the DDT into the running into a running knee, which he calls the Elijah Express. So uh we have a new move uh for a new finisher for Elijah Burke. It's called the Elijah Express, which is basically a running knee to the face. And he gets a win there. I went two stars in the match, Steve. I thought it was a very good, uh, very good match, and uh, good for the uh, ECW new breed to uh, pick up wins against the uh, the originals here as well. Give them a little bit more spotlight as they uh, head into WrestleMania 23. It almost makes you think that was this challenge worth it for the ECW originals if the new breed are uh, picking up the wins here. Yeah, I went a, a star and a half. Um, it was a decent little match. Um, there's one point where Tommy goes like shoulder first into the post, and almost looks like he like hurt like hurt his neck like hurt his neck or something because he's definitely holding it. Um, at times, you know, when his, and especially in his comeback, 
Um, but yeah, pretty basic stuff. And then, like you said, the Elijah Express in the corner. I've always liked that move of his. I thought that he got some good impact on that, especially when he like pulls the knee pads down, and it's just like his bare knees crashing against you. So good little um, good finisher there for him. And again, a good win, good uh, night here for the new breed as they go two and zero in the matches and get uh, some momentum going into Mania. Yeah, we'll see how uh, they fan out in the uh, last week uh, before going into WrestleMania 23. We'll see what happens uh, as we're uh, getting we're we're getting there, you know. So it's been a fun ride. <laughs> mm-hmm. Now we have on our main event. It is time for the main event. It is Bobby Lashley versus Chris Masters. A cl- clothesline to Masters. Punches are being thrown by both both guys. A backdrop to Masters. Lashley goes head first into the steel. Billy goes into the steel post. A power slam by Masters. Chris tries to goes to the Chris tries to go for the master lock, but gets countered into a half Nelson slam. A power slam by Lashley. A running clothesline and a dominator for the win. I went two stars. I thought it was good, but, uh, you know, not a whole lot from Masters. And the ending just really sees uh, Bobby Lashley just being dominant toward uh, Masters, too. Yeah, I went um, a star and a quarter. I mean, this was basically, aside from that little flurry in the middle by Masters, this was pretty much a squash um, just to kind of put an end to this little like two day feud. Uh, or, yeah, two day feud for these guys. Um, it is kind of funny that. Um, Lashley was the one that broke the master lock, and then what? Fifteen years later, or fourteen years later, he would he would use the full Nelson as a finisher himself as the hurt lock. Uh, I always thought that was kind of funny, but um, yeah, pretty much nothing here just to kind of give Lashley another win going into Mania and continue to assert his um his dominance as they could as the um as they hype up the battle of the billionaires. Yeah, indeed. Uh, So that's gonna do it for uh, that show. So uh, a good um, good showing here by uh, Lashley, but also the uh, ECW originals as well. Uh, so we'll see uh, how everyone fans out as we uh, head into the uh, last show here uh, for um, for ECW before WrestleMania 23. Mm-hmm. With that being said, we are on ECW March 27th. We're live in Grand Rapids, Michigan. We have a recap of Raw again as Mr. McMahon pinned Bobby Lashley in the main event of Monday Night Raw. I don't know if it was the main event, but like uh, I think it was. So he pins Bobby Lashley. They don't show us how he pins him, but we just know that Mr. McMahon had pinned Bobby Lashley. And tonight they're both going to uh, have a... uh, a little segment of their final say uh, as they get into this uh, Battle of the Billionaires match here tonight. That's what uh, Joey Styles had announced. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so just looking quick, it actually wasn't, it was the mid show main event. And um, yeah, it was pretty much, it was a no DQ, non title match. And obviously, Vince had like some guys come out and attack Lashley first before Umaga came out to kind of finish him off and let Lashley, I mean, uh, Vince pin him. So. Clearly, uh, Vince uh, getting plenty of help to uh, to pin Lashley there. Uh, yeah, he uh, really did. I mean, you know, there was no way that he was going to go into that match one-on-one and beat Bobby Lashley. Mr. McMahon always has help with him. You know, he always has, he always has a plan. Ooh, yeah. 
So now um, we have uh, only one uh, ECW original versus new breed matchup here tonight, Steve. It is Rob Van Dam versus Elijah Burke, which I think was the right move. Actually, it is the captain versus captain match. Elijah Burke is going to be the captain of the new breed, and they elected Rob Van Dam as the captain of the ECW original. So uh, good showing here by uh, both guys as well to be captains for their respective teams. Mm-hmm. Burke slams RVD down. A power slam and elbow drop by Burke. Kicks to the face by RVD. Back body drop to Burke. Diving somersault to Burke. RVD. RVD has the rolling thunder counter by Burke by putting his knees up. A Texas Cloverleaf is applied to RVD or a modified version of the Texas Cloverleaf. A diving elbow to RVD. A spinning heel kick by RVD to Burke. Burke misses the Elijah Express, and that goes right into a five-star frog splash for the win. So your winner is Rob Van Dam. Right as the bell rings and Rob Van Dam is celebrating, the rest of the new breed come out, and they beat up RVD, but the originals even the score. Uh, I went um, I went a star in three-quarters, Steve, on this match. It was good, uh, you know, good showing by uh, both captains uh, before – they lead their respective teams into this tag team match here. Yeah, I went up two and three quarters. I thought it was a really good showing by, uh, by Burke in particular. Um, he goes, you know, toe to toe with RVD. I like how both, um, both groups stayed backstage and there was, it was just, just one-on-one kind of one of the, you know, rare times we had a um, straight one-on-one match or between the two groups. Um, they did get some good offense on each other. Um, Burke going for the Texas Cloverleaf really kind of threw me for a loop. I never, I didn't think he um, utilized that ever. But um, good, yeah, interesting um, decision to have RVD get the win. Um, I thought, I guess you figure um, when the face wins this match, usually the heels go over at Mania. Um, so it was going to be interesting to see if they do end up going that route. Um, but I thought it was still a good win for RVD to give the um, the original some mo- the uh, momentum back, um, especially after the week after the week before when the new breed dom- pretty much dominated them. Uh, now the uh, the originals get a little bit back, and especially since this is going to be the only match between the two groups. Uh, yeah, so uh, you know it was a good uh, back and forth matchup, and uh, you know we'll see what happens as they head into uh, WrestleMania. Backstage, we have Edge, Edge, the Hardy Boys, and CM Punk. They are discussing their upcoming tag team match, as it is Edge, the Hardy Boys, and CM Punk versus Randy Orton, King Booker, Mr. Kennedy, and Finley. So they're uh, having all eight of the uh, Money in the Bank uh, participants teaming up with each other uh, four-on-four in tonight's main event. Edge is trying to be Edge trying to convince the others to let him lead the way and uh, that he can be trusted and that uh, everything's going to go smooth and their team is going to win this uh, tag team matchup here tonight. Hmm. Yeah, Edge trying to play uh, play play nice with them and they uh, obviously the Hardys and Punk um, know better than that. Yeah, so I think, especially Matt, I think we're like, 
feel like Matt must know not to uh, trust Edge at all. <laughs> but uh, now we have Snitsky versus Balls Mahoney. As uh, Snitsky uh, goes into the ring, he really gives uh, a, a huge shove by Balls Mahoney to Balls Mahoney, and he Balls Mahoney literally just goes right out, outside of the ring. I don't even know how that happened, but uh, you know he really had a powerful shove that just threw Balls Mahoney outside of the ring. Balls uh, Balls get slammed into the ring post by Snitsky. And uh, then, like, he, uh, you know, he does, like, a kick to uh, Mahoney's face. You know, he tries to get, like, the signature punches in, but uh, Snitsky counters it. And then the huge, uh, the huge big, big boot by Snitsky for the win. I went a dud here. It's nothing but a squash match, and Balls really didn't really show a lot of offense. However, there is a bright side to it that it's somebody on the main roster instead of just the hometown jobber, even though it was still a dud and it was still a squash match. Yeah, for that fact, I actually give it a quarter star just because it is, now we're seeing, now we see Sinsky actually be a named guy. Um, even though, you know, like I said, Balls at this point is pretty much just a, G, a jobber to the stars, but it's still a name, you know, a name for Snitsky to beat at least. So, you know, like I said, that uh, that shot he took to the, you know, that sent him outside was was rough, and then that was pretty much the uh, the end of it for for Balls there. So, nothing, um, again, nothing to it. Just another easy win for uh, for Snitsky. Yeah. So then uh, we do get a recap of um, the recap of Monday Night Raw, as uh, like you said before, uh, Mr. McMahon had a lot of help uh, getting a win over Bobby Lashley in a no disqualification match, you know, especially from Umaga, Umaga giving him the uh, Samoan spike, also the uh, Samoan uh, backdrop as well to Bobby Lashley. So Mr. McMahon is just boasting and uh, celebrating about uh, how he beat uh, Bobby Lashley on Monday Night Raw. But before we get there, we have, uh, we have uh, Randy Orton's team, uh, Orton, Finley, King Booker, and Mr. Kennedy. No one on that team trusts each other going into this Money in the Bank match, and they don't trust each other going into this tag team match as well. Uh, you know, it's like uh, Booker T- King Booker is saying, oh, I don't trust those peasants, uh, Finley. And Finley responds by saying, yeah, you can't trust me either. So uh, no trust uh, from anybody in this uh, upcoming tag team match from both teams, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they all know what's at stake in um, in a few days, so it's it's hard it's hard at this point to ask any of them to trust each other. Yep, Mister Rick. So now we have our um, little uh, little debate show here. Uh, not even debate; it's just like you know who's going to get the final word in uh, for this uh, upcoming battle, the billionaires match. Mister McMahon is just is in Stanford, Connecticut. He's not in Grand Rapids, Michigan, and he's proud not to be there. So he doesn't have to be uh, in public with uh, the fans. You know, he was really uh, dissing uh, Grand Rapids, Michigan. <laughs> he's uh, he's really enjoying the win on uh, Monday Night Raw that he got over Lashley, even though he had a lot of help. He says uh, he's very, feeling very confident going into WrestleMania, and he is really entrusting Umaga to beat Lashley so that Mr. McMahon can shave 
Donald Trump's head. And then Bobby Lashley says, he calls Mr. McMahon an, an old bastard. And at WrestleMania, Mr. McMahon's going to be one bald-headed son of a bitch. And so, uh, you know, a, g- a good segment. You know, Bobby Lashley didn't really didn't have to say a whole lot because, you know, his presence just brings everything. So it was good to keep it short, you know, because Bobby Lashley really doesn't know how to cut promos that well. But uh, good baby face uh, words by Lashley and, uh, you know, good heel boastering from Mr. McMahon as we go into this match. Yeah, Vince, you know, is always the, is always the king of, uh, you know, bloviating whenever he gets a win, even if it's under nefarious means. And uh, I actually thought Lashley looked, you know, looked great here. Just, you know, the, the you know, the, the stone, you know, cold look on his face, you know, while Vince is bloviating, then he keeps it short and sweet. And basically, like you said, yeah, he just says, uh, Vince is going to be a bald son of a bitch at the end of uh, Mania. So I've actually thought that uh, Lashley looks, you know, pretty, um, pretty badass. Just keep, you know, keeping his words short and sweet here because he knows what he can do um, against Umaga. Yep. And with that, Steve, uh, it is now time for our uh, main event. You know, we really fly through these shows, but, uh, you know, they are only an hour. uh, They're only an hour long, but that was with the commercial. So really, it's only like, you know, 45 to 48 minutes each, you know. So uh, we're already on the main event here. And it is this eight-man tag team match featuring all the Money in the Bank uh, participants uh, going into this match. Money in the Bank match here at WrestleMania 23. It is Mr. Kennedy, Randy Orton, Finley, and King Booker versus Edge, Hardy Boys, and CM Punk. Now, I want to ask you, Steve, does this take away from another, uh, from like the ECW stars getting more airtime here? Because you really only have one ECW star in this Money in the Bank contest, and all the rest of them are from Raw and SmackDown. So do you think that takes away from the ECW star power, even though there isn't a whole lot of star power to begin with? Mm, it's, yeah, it's tough. I mean, just looking at, like, the the, the weeks, the, that week of shows, I mean, Raw and SmackDown were pretty loaded, so the you kind of want to give the Money in the Bank its own, like, showcase, you know, showcase on one of the shows, and I guess they figured ECW, given that the only real match on, uh, on Mania from ECW was the was the t- eight-man tag, um, I guess they figured it would, that was a good enough show to kind of put the, put those, um, put this like showcase here for the money in the bank match. Cause you, you got your EC- originals new breed match and you have the Lashley events, um, show, you know, like back and forth. And then the only other guy from ECW mania is, is punk. So you want to give him a little showcase here too. Um, so I, I mean, I thought it was fine. I mean, like you said, it kind of, you know, yeah, the star power on ECW is kind of weak, but at this point, you know, all the main players that are involved in something at mania, have been showcased here. So it's, you know, it was, it wasn't terrible. No, it wasn't. And this was a good matchup too. A side effect to Kennedy by Matt Hardy. Jeff goes head first into the post. Or Randy Orton goes to work on Jeff. A whisper in the wind to Orton. Diving leg drop by Matt. Clothesline by Finley to Punk. Finley goes to work on Punk there. 
multiple tags by Orton's team as they're keeping uh, the they're keeping the fresh man in while working on Punk, who hasn't made a tag yet. A bulldog to Booker T by Punk. A tag to Edge. So Punk gets Punk tags to Edge, but then Edge retags Punk and just walks away. A brawl ensues by both teams at this point. And then Finley gets a shillelagh shot into Punk, followed by a scissors kick to Booker T, by Booker T to Punk for the win. So Randy Orton, Finley, King Booker, and Mr. Kennedy get the win. The Hardy Boys actually bring out the ladder, and they start hitting everyone with the ladder as well. Both Hardy Boys then climb up the ladder together, and they hold the briefcase too. So you know it might it could come down to uh, you know brother versus brother up on that ladder for that uh, briefcase. You know that could be one of the scenarios where it's like, oh, is Mac gonna get it or is Jeff gonna get it first? Because you know both Hardy Boys are the masters of the ladder. Uh, in these sort of matchups here, you know, whether it be tables, ladders, and chairs, a regular ladder match. And this one is for all the gold here, as it is the Money in the Bank briefcase. The match itself, I went two and a quarter. I thought it was I thought it was a good, very good tag team matchup. You know, I like the ending, uh, you know, uh, the shillelagh shot by, um, by Finley and then the scissors kick by King Booker. You know, I thought that uh, Edge's team was going to get the win there. But, uh, you know. It does seem that everyone is uh, getting in spirit for the money in the bank, and the Hardy Boys are confident that one of them is going to uh, come out of that match uh, with the briefcase. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I went two and a half. I thought it was a good, good, solid tag match. Um, I thought that uh, Orton's team actually looked pretty solid, you know, and then uh, Punk and the Hardys pretty much do the work for their team. And then, like I said, Edge, when he does get tagged in, he looks like he's going to give – Booker the spear, but then he quickly tags down, basically just walks away like, you know, the, the snake he is. Um, that uh, shillelagh shot uh, Punk took was was really sick. I mean, he, he got cracked good with that. So um, not surprised that it led to the end. And then, yeah, kind of a interesting decision to have um, the Hardys be the one to kind of clear house and then sit, you know, kind of stand at the top of the ladder looking at the briefcase you know, implying that, you know, there's a chance that the two of them could go at each other during the match. So, um, but yeah, I mean, the tag was good, um, fun way to kind of end the show and, um, give some, give these guys, um, like I said, a nice rub here going into, um, into mania. Yes, indeed. So, uh, that's going to wrap up, uh, this show as well. And, uh, it's going to uh, close out uh, extreme resurrection here, but before we go, Steve, do you have anything that you want to direct, the uh, listeners too. Yeah, so you can usually find me over on the uh, PTV pop, pop feed um, with make uh, Pop Goes the Classics, where me, Andy, Miranda are going through all the Disney films, uh, Disney animated films. Uh, we recently just we recently did Hercules, so our next one's going to be Mulan. I'm looking forward to that. Um, also, Mickey Mount Rushmore, where me and a group of guys come on and we talk on um, various topics. Our most recent one, we did um, 90s TV sitcoms and dramas, which was a good discussion. Uh, so keep on look, you know, listening to that. Also, uh, the video jukebox song of the day pretty much has been just me, Andy, and um, Keith Langston just watching uh, music videos. It's a, you know, you know, every Monday through Friday, we have a different video um, and we watch it. So it's a lot of fun there. 
And over here on the wrestling feed, I was on a recent episode of the Place to Be podcast with Scott and JT, where we talked No Way Out 2009. Um, I'm interested to see when we get to uh, that era of that year of ECW with uh, Jack Swagger as uh, ECW champion. That's going to be some uh, those are going to be some fun episodes to review, but um, be sure to listen to that. And also check out everything um, across the um, this feed and the, uh, the pop feed, as well as the North-South Connection feed, the Jenny position. Um, they have audio and video um, podcasts, of course, because you can f- follow them on YouTube. And, um, of course, be sure to follow us on the PTV Facebook page. Lots of great stuff going on there, where, of course, the uh, results for the GWWE Revisited are currently being uh, dropped every Friday at noon. So uh, keep an eye out for that and see where uh, where everyone ra- where everyone had ranked um, and see how it compares to uh, the 2017 list. Yes, uh, I've been I'm looking to uh, forward to seeing uh, where uh a lot of people's lists uh who who ranks where in their list as these uh as the results come out. <clears throat> as for myself, besides uh Extreme Resurrection on the Place to Be Nation Wrestling feed, I also started the uh a new podcast called uh Nation Invasion on the feed. I just recently uh covered the Raw from May 28th, 2001 and May 31st, uh, SmackDown uh, from that week where me and Jacob Williams, we covered that Raw and SmackDown where Lance Storm kicked off the invasion uh, for uh, for WCW as uh, we we are rolling through the uh, invasion uh, angle. Also, uh, you know, Chris Benoit had two back-to-back great matches with Stone Cold Steve Austin for the WWF title as uh, King of the Ring is uh, rolling into as well. But uh, all eyes are really on the spotlight for uh, Chris Benoit and Chris Jericho as they make their next move against uh, Stone Cold and Mr. McMahon. And uh, who is uh, stalking The Undertaker's wife? That is also the question. Uh, It started to... uh, these videos started to appear of someone recording the Undertaker's wife as well. Uh, so we'll see uh, who ends up being the uh, stalker. Uh, stalker. Well, that's going to do it from us here on Extreme Resurrection. I'm James Gruenberg. He's Steve Riddle. And we will see you next time.